Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And, uh, you know, we did an audio-only pod yesterday. Hopefully you checked it out. We appreciate it if you did. But we weren't around when all the hoopla went down, Bo Brock. The Phoenix Suns have new ownership. The Arizona Cardinals do not. No, the Arizona Cardinals do not. If you look at my Twitter timeline and the replies, pretty much any post I have just reporting on the team, there are people that jump in that ask for Michael Bidwell to sell the team. Now, we know that that's not going to happen, that this is a a family that is uh, entrenched as owners and and don't want to relinquish ownership anytime soon. They want to continue on the tradition of owning this team. Uh, Now, the I guess what starts for this organization is the ability to not get lapped by Phoenix Suns ownership, right? To Matt Ishba coming in for the Phoenix Suns to pretty much for the first time in a long time of the four major sports teams show what true ownership looks like and leadership looks like Michael Bidwell could probably get in a little bit of a, a jump start here as far as trying to get his organization back to where it needs to be and it's contending on and off the field, both of which they haven't done recently. Robert Sala, let's not confuse Robert Sala with, with Michael Bidwell, you know, outside of, of work. Robert Sarver, yeah. Uh, allegations of racism, misog- misogyny, right, in the workplace, outside of the workplace. Not a good guy, by all accounts and purposes. Michael Bidwell, presumably good guy outside of the Cardinals. Inside of the Cardinals building, we haven't heard him being a combative personality. Just the team has the most losses in, in pro football history. They have the longest championship route, drought, I should say, in the history of professional football. So you take those kind of elements together and you say to yourself, okay, well, what can Michael Bidwell do differently? And I think my podcasting partner in crime here just outlined it well. I think it raises the stakes for Michael Bidwell yeah. to come out and have an offseason where we cannot collectively fall on our face. We have to be ready to go out and go big game hunting, so to speak. We got to look for a GM and or a head coach to come in and help us get this right. So we're not viewed as the, you know, redheaded stepchild, for lack of a better term. We're <laughs> an up and coming organization too. You know, right. a lot of people would argue this is a son's town because it was the organic team that started here and has been here, right? Whereas the Cardinals, sure. I know from my Midwestern roots, they were from Chicago and St. Louis and now they're in Arizona, whatever. I, you know, it is what it is. The Rams just won a Super Bowl in what their fifth year in Los Angeles. Things can change, but I I do believe Michael Bidwell now has legitimate competition from mm-hmm. Matt Ishbia, if we're saying his last name correctly, who is a proven winner. People say that he is ultra competitive. Will do everything and anything it takes to be able to succeed. And the the Cardinals, their mindset has always just kind of been, yeah, we just we we just want to be, you know competitive even though they've never said that their aspirations year to year are not super bowl and i think that there's been a certain fall from grace for bidwell because he wasn't his father and for a long time if you were ranking power ranking the owners in the valley i mean the worst was sarver forever i mean it really felt like ever since he took over people quickly realized that this guy was not jerry colangelo he was far from it uh you know the godfather of phoenix sports you know, a guy who, you know, with the Diamondbacks brought us our only really professional championship to the Valley. And then, you know, you've got 
what's been going on post Calangelo with the Diamondbacks. Ken, Kendrick is it won't spend any money, won't invest in right. the product on the field. Cries poor or whatever you want, you know. Says he's they're a mid market team. Uh, and, and then you've got you know what's the, the debacle that's gone on with the the, the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. And Bidwell is kind of just operated, and, and people kind of celebrated that he was in his father. You know, he brings him to the Super Bowl. They go, they, the offense leaves the field with the lead. Santonio San Holmes allegedly toe taps in the end zone and, and lose to the Steelers there in, in, in the Super Bowl. And then this franchise, this, this, this place, Phoenix, the Valley, gets a taste of a successful football team. And it kind of began to crave more and more and more of it. And then we got a little bit of a taste of that under the BA era. And then, you know, with Cliff and Kyler coming back a little bit after a brutal 2018, it's just like these ups and downs and ups and downs and all the way along. I think that people have lost a little bit of faith in Michael Bidwell for him to be objective with this organization, to make the tough decisions, because he'll tell you in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, that he wants to do anything it takes to win, where we've seen recently that He's, he's not necessarily willing to do everything. He's not willing to sever relationships with people that he's had for two decades plus in order to, to take the next step as a franchise. And I think with what this new ownership for the Suns does, it puts the pressure on them that they can no longer just be like, hey, the NFL is king and we're just going to ride the coattails of the rest of the league. No, because they're going to play second fiddle to the Phoenix Suns every, t- every time. Yeah, I want to get to Albert's comment here in the chat. Bo and Johnny, I think we might agree that this upcoming offseason is the most important one in Cardinals history. I, I, yeah. would, I would agree, it's especially recent Cardinal history, right? Michael Bidwell needs to change the perce- perspe- perspective on the Cardinals. And absolutely he does, because the perception right now, outside and inside the Valley, is not buttoned up. Not buttoned yeah. up and not very good on the field, as we've seen with four wins this year. But off the field, coaches being fired, GM, MIA, health concerns, which we we still have an update on that. Maybe we get that later today on Hard Knocks. We'll get to that in a second. But right. I, I, you, you make a great point, Bo. It's like the NFL, if you guys don't know how the revenue is shared, that's exactly right. It's shared. Everybody gets the same piece of the pie, right? No matter if you're the Raiders and you're the poorest owner in Mark Davis or you're Jerry Jones and you've got the biggest brand in the NFL, presumably in the Dallas Cowboys. So Michael Bidwell is going to get a check regardless. Plus, they're hosting the Super Bowl this year. And we've talked about it at nauseum that I think, and I know Michael Bidwell wants to win, but does he know how to win? And are there different levels to winning for Michael Bidwell? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll be frank. What we saw this year, the inactivity and free agency, the lack of sense of urgency to move on from Steve Kime in the past, a win this year might be we're hosting the Super Bowl. That's a win for the Valley. And yeah, that's a win for State Farm Stadium. What about the brand of the Arizona Cardinals? That doesn't help anything. Whereas now the Suns have been buttoned up on the court with Devin Booker and company, great ambassador, owns the Valley, right? He's the face of Valley sports right now. Then you talk about the GM head coaching combination, which is chef's kiss, fantastic. What was missing? The ownership. And now they have that, right? And now they can be a beacon for Phoenix sports. We're proud of that. I know there are people in the chat probably who are hopefully fans of Cardinals around the world and the continental United States. And they're saying, well, I don't care about the Suns." Well, you should in the context that it raises the stakes on Michael Bidwell to get it together. And I mm-hmm. think that's the kind of the general consensus of our conversation is Michael Bidwell now does not have some bumbling owner. That's, you know, a little bit shady, a lot of bit shady off the court 
with the Phoenix Suns to say, look, I'm better than him. Don't right. worry about my record. Don't worry about my GM. We're fine. I, I haven't done anything wrong. Well, okay, time to raise the stakes. Yeah, and I think what this owner, this this organization, this ownership is proven so far is the inability to identify red flags as far as maybe ceilings for people that you've put in key positions, whether it's the head coach or whether it's it's people in the front office, because I think this has lingered uh, a little bit too long and there, there's missed opportunities there. And, uh, you know, really taking advantage of a rookie quarterback contract, they, they hadn't done that. And there, the, the flags were there and you, you, you had the opportunity last postseason to be an 11-win team that was floundering at the end of the season to see it play out, still make the playoffs, have that, you know, that little notch, right? But then also see the debacle that was the wild card round against the Rams, not being able to compete. And then you could, with having a successful season, still be able to kind of self-scout your your team, your organization, enough to where – that offseason, it shouldn't have happened. And I don't think anybody's using saying hindsight's 2020 because when we were in it, a lot of us were saying, what the fuck is going on? They're not doing anything. They re-signed James Conner. They re-signed Zach Ertz. They brought back Dennis Gardeck. That's pretty much it. They brought in Will Hernandez outside of Hollywood Brown was probably the biggest addition to this roster this offseason. And when you watch the game happen in the playoffs, That wasn't enough. That wasn't going to narrow the margin between the Arizona Cardinals and the best team in the league in the previous season. And and that's just that that's not being active enough. And and that's that's that falls on the shoulders of ownership for not, you know, really keeping these holding these guys accountable and holding them to the flames like, hey, this is tough. It's 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 being too content. Right. It's it's looking at last season as progress as progress as little as it is. And in this league now. I mean, that's not accepted by fan bases, and it shouldn't be. That mediocrity shouldn't be accepted. And if this ownership for the Suns is anything what people are saying it is, I mean, that's going to be at a next level. I mean, this this sounds like Mark Cuban 2.0, but actually played the game of hoops. And and you got to, if you're a Suns fan, you have to be excited about that. And if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to hope that the Arizona Cardinals are paying attention, that they don't want to play a far second fiddle to the biggest name in town. Yeah, especially when the Suns, you know, they draft and develop well, right? They they get free agents. And, yeah, they're not maybe where they want to be in terms of, like, their championship bubble. But, like, they won how many regular season games last year? They were the number one seed in the West. They're going to be a top three seed, barring injury this year, in the Western Conference. Hell, they could win the Western Conference. You look at the Western right. Conference, it's awful. The Cardinals are going to be top three, not in the conference, potentially picking the NFL draft for a team that was supposed to make the playoffs. They were predicted by our friends in Vegas, we love them, we love DraftKings, to have a a playoff spot, a playoff berth this year. It's not going to happen. If you've watched this team, injuries or not, and I know a lot of people want to harp on injury, but um, I want to get to some of these comments here, Bo. Abbott777, is Kime 100% gone? I would say there is a 1% chance he returns. Of course, barring, until he's until he's fired, he's not fired. But everything we've heard, we've seen, we've read, Bo Brock, is that Steve Kime will not be the general manager, not maybe not not with the organization, but he will not be the GM when the offseason begins. I mean, you can't say with with 100% certainty, but it, it's like 99.9% that he's done right. as the general manager of his team. And we even saw, I think I saw Ron Wolfley even admitted that. 
which what's concerning oh, i didn't see that yeah well, wolf even said that i think to uh 92.3 ktr that he, he thinks that it's done with kaim as the gm but then he also said that he thinks that cliff is coming back he thinks cliff is going to be the coach of this team barring any like really true interest from Sean Payton. And we got into that, you and I, on our audio only uh, last night that you really have to check out. And like, we can't not do a show where Sean Payton doesn't come up in discussion. Or it happens organically. We're not forcing it. And I'm trying, I'm trying to do my best not to dive right into it, but no, it's uh, you know, I, I would say that he he's definitely done as, as a general manager. So that that's something to be celebrated and to separate both of these. One, you know, whatever we still don't know what it is. It's still health related, and you wish the best for Steve Kime, the person, the family man, whatever, and all that. But as far as the general manager, you can celebrate that his days are done. As far as you know, drafts that aren't going to impact the upcoming season, and and you know, lack of moves on the free, in free agency to help this roster out, help your franchise quarterback out. Yeah. Um, I love Ron Wolfley, he, but he's connected with the organization. He works for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that can be a good and bad thing. I'm going to trust sure. insiders within the know. Excuse me, Dan Graziano, a little piece today that I want to point out, uh, I believe on ESPN.com, talking about potential firings and uh, folks maybe that are exiting um, their positions as head coaches in the NFL. He said it, quote, outside, this is from ESPN.com, outside of the obvious, which, of course, the two teams that have moved on from their coaches, Indianapolis and the Carolina Panthers, I have my eye on Denver, Houston, and Arizona for head coaching changes. And then, of course, he mentions, you know, let's see what happens with Brandon Staley, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, like, you've got people like him and Benjamin Albright, people with inside information within the league saying that Cliff Kingsbury's probably going to get fired. So I we love Ron Wolfley, but, I mean, they got to get through these next three weeks. If you're Ron Wolfley, you can't come out and say Cliff should be fired. I right. think he'll get fired. He yeah. should be fired. No, like, he's he, he's got to interact with Cliff. And really, right. you know, that's, that's, a, that's a difficult question for him to a- answer. And that's also a difficult question for him to, like, should he be the head coach is different than do you think he's going to be the head coach. I don't think any of us agree – he should be the head coach, but I think there's a probably 20, 25% chance he does stay on because they feel like they're, they're trapped a little bit, which is a terrible mindset and a terrible place to be. Yeah. I, I like what Nightingale sunset says. If there is a future where Cliff Kingsbury retains his role as head coach. And I said this last off season, it, it, you couple him with an offensive coordinator. You need to bring somebody in game planning wise, schematic wise, uh, to help him with the flow, to just take over and, and shoulder the play calling on on, a, on on game days because we've seen it now and we've seen a massive regression from 2021 to 2022. You know, I, I think that if you're going to keep Cliff, you keep him because, you know, you feel like he can still be the guy, you know, to, to call the shots for this team. But as far as being that and a play caller, I mean, we've seen a lot, you know, more gifted play callers humble themselves and go out and get offensive coordinators, including a guy who won a Super Bowl ring last season in Sean McVay. I mean, that's that that has to be uh, if Cliff isn't willing to do that. And he had some conversations earlier this season, didn't he, Johnny? I mean, where yeah. he was, he said that he would do whatever it takes to win. He was doing whatever it would it would take to win a football game. He would relinquish play calling. So that's that's at least a change in that conversation to where I think in previous years he was like, well. 
what am I doing here if I'm and not calling plays? That's Arizona Animal's point. It's always been my yeah. point. Cliff, listen, was brought here to elevate quarterback play and offensive play. And uh, he got to a ceiling with that probably mid-year last year, and it's fallen through. The glass ceiling has fallen through, and now he's at a point where it's regression city. So I, you're not – Cliff is not this great leader of men, with all due respect. And we're going to see that on display in Hard Knocks sure. tonight. He is not Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, who does not specialize in either side of the football, but his players respond to him, and that's why he's had a lot of the success that he's had. Uh, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't I, get on board with with Cliff Kingsbury, the the CEO of the Arizona Cardinal sure. football team, and that that that'd be a tough pill to swallow for the fan base. I don't disagree, uh, but I'm also not completely sold on like Dan Campbell, leader of men. Like he he, it's a lot of like a lot of puffing his chest out and saying, you know, just having quotable things that he says to where, you know, does that, does that truly resonate with the team to where like, he's got just a dynamic play caller in Ben Johnson. Does he just make Dan Campbell look good? If, if you just couple Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think like, I think he can just be good enough that if he can just delegate, you know, a good DC potentially, I mean, hopefully if you keep Cliff, you're not keeping Vance. You're, you're just retooling this coaching staff. And so could you see a scenario him... though, to, to fire Vance Joseph, fire Steve Keim, fire Sean Coogler, keep Cliff Kingsbury. When you go what four and 13, you when you go four and 13 heads, heads, heads have to roll. No, I, I agree with that. And they should fire everybody, but sure. in a, in a hierarchy of, Sean Kugler before the season, Vance Joseph, who a lot of people think is the better head coach on this roster, Kime the GM, and Cliff Kingsbury. At Cl- Cliff is safe and everybody else is fired? That's weird. Like, I, I don't understand how you how you spin that if you're Michael Bidwell. Because I agree, Cardinals are going to finish almost last in, de- in total defense. Mm. I don't think there's any way Vance Joseph is coming back. Sean Kugler was their most respected position coach, and then he had an incident that they're still trying to figure out. Cliff can't stay if all those people go. That's why I think we're just kind of spinning wheels here. Like, right, and, you, and if, and if the GM doing? is ex- in an external candidate, if somebody comes in, new eyes come in, I, I just can't imagine that he's long for you know keeping his Cardinals job uh, that much longer than than beyond this this upcoming season. So no, I mean that's just going off of based of what Wolf said, and and look, he's not the only one that's speculating that. I, I think that people see ownership. Right. And this is part of the entire conversation, bringing it back to the new sons or ownership to where you don't think that they're going to put up with this mediocrity, this this, you know, not truly contending and, and putting the team in, in position to, to do what they want to do each and every year. And that's continue contend for ships, championships. You know, it's th- this organization has to 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 kind of be more active and they I think people are skeptical and rightfully so that Bidwell possesses the the ability to do that to to make these tough decisions and part ways and hit the entire you hit the full reset button and I think you and I are both on record that with how things have played out it's the perfect opportunity to do it this offseason Brandon I disagree I like the the job is it is it like the gold standard in the NFL no it's the Cardinals we know what the Cardinals are and what the Cardinals aren't but again, look at some of these other jobs that are going to be available. The Broncos have a quarterback who is approaching mid-30s who looks shot. They don't have their top three pick in the draft, right? That, that, that's, a, that's a worse job. You're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. 
I, I get it. And we argued, you know, ownership versus ownership, but there are worse jobs. Houston can't yeah. get it together. They had Jack Easter Bay or be associated with that franchise for a long time. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals aren't alone in their embarrassment on and off the field, but the Cardinals are going to have money to spend. They're going to have their top five draft pick. Kyler Murray will be back at some point. Now, some of you may push back and say that's the wrong move, but he's coming back, you know, by hook or by crook. Kyler Murray will suit up for this team at some point next year. And again, we'll, we could fast forward right now to this point next year, and this team could be in contention for a playoff spot with Kyler Murray. And that that's not out of the realm of possibility when Daniel Jones is about to make the playoffs <laughs> with the Giants with a roster that's not one-tenth as talented as the Arizona Cardinals, but they got the right GM and head coach. So, And to Mike's point, there's only 32 of these jobs. You pay yeah. somebody enough money to take this job, they will take it, assuming that they get what they want, power, infrastructure, whatever. That's power just, is the key. Right. Power is the key. I mean, when you, when you give a guy like Sean Payton the keys to the organization, something that is unprecedented as far as this organization goes, maybe back to the Denny Green days, maybe he had yeah. that much power. But outside of that, there there hasn't been that. And and you, you wine and dine them and, and you give them a blank check. I mean, anything's possible, but people are skeptical whether or not you know, Michael Bidwell's willing to do all that. And is apathy he willing is to- a real thing? Fan apathy is a real thing, us included. Yeah, it's gonna be a really hard sell in three weeks for for the fans of this team if Cliff Kingsbury's back. And I say that as somebody who likes Cliff Kingsbury the person, but we've we've seen what Cliff Kingsbury is and isn't. And right now this team needs the complete opposite of whatever he's selling, Bo. Yeah. No, I, I don't I don't disagree with that, but you know, knowing who the owner is and and kind of seeing how he's operated, like 2018 was the perfect time to do this full reset. He didn't do it, and uh, from 2018 to 2019, and he decided to keep Kime after the 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 horrible roster that was built after dropping the ball twice at the quarterback position, signing Sam Bradford to an atrocious contract, probably the worst contract in franchise history, and then drafting trading up and drafting Josh Rosen the biggest bust of a pretty bustable draft class uh you know outside of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson um and then you know the performance on the field three and 13 having the top pick being one undone as far as kind of missing and identifying the next head coach of this franchise uh it would have been a perfect reset uh and they didn't do it and and now you're getting the same sense now and we have we're, we're reluctant to think that you know, Bidwell's willing to do it because we've seen how it's played out before. And unfortunately, they he he wasn't uh, he didn't pull the trigger. And hopefully, he does this off season. I don't think there's a scenario in which they go through the hiring process for a GM, and Cliff Kingsbury keeps his job. I do think if you're assuming Cliff stays, that Michael Bidwell just names Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris the new GM of the team right that that Black Monday. That says the, this person will appoint Steve Kimes' duties. He is our new general manager. He will yeah. partner with Cliff Kingsbury this offseason. If you open it up to an external or just the interview process, yeah. I, you're gonna force you're gonna force Cliff on somebody that you haven't even interviewed yet. That's a disaster. It's a da- disastrous I mean, proposition. You you would have probably you'd be overrun with phone calls of people canceling their season tickets right right i mean that's just not what what people want to hear they want they want real change they want real change they want to have hope because what we see across this league and you just look at the the playoff standings now and you see teams that people did not anticipate 
competing, contending for playoff spots that were out of the picture at this time last year. And what's great about the NFL, it happens each and every year is teams mm-hmm. can go from the bottom of these standings and work their way up and only in off season's time. And the Arizona Cardinals, as I've seen several times in this chat, I mean, they've got more than enough talent, whether to create assets, to acquire, you know, younger, more controllable talent or, uh, to just put in, in better positions, you know, schematically through defensive uh, scheme or offensive scheme to be more successful than they were in 2022. You want to bet on the Cardinals moving off of Cliff Kingsbury? No. That's oh. that's your perspective. <laughs> that's your perspective. You can also bet with your friends, Underdog Fantasy. I'm into daily fantasy, as is Bo Brock. We're off year-long fantasy. And listen, if you dabble on Underdog and you have a rough night, listen, you can pivot and bet the following day. This is perfect. All you got to do, draft your team against up to five of your buddies. The highest scoring squad for the night wins that cold, hard cash. You can dabble in NFL and the NBA. NBA players, no positional limits. Draft up to six shooting guards if you'll have it. Whatever you like, whatever into, Underdog Fantasy has you covered. All you got to do, friends, is go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX and underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. You put in a hundy, bam, you get a hundy right back in your underdog account, ready to dabble. Let's say on Devin Booker's higher, lower. We'll see what's happening with DeAndre Ayton. Maybe take some lowers on Trace McSorley. I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm just saying underdog fantasy though is where you got to be. And the best part about it is use that promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. I'm a dog. You're a dog. We're all underdogs here. Dirty dog. PHNX. And uh, we also want you to, we, we've been talking about the Suns in a, in a weird way all show long. And I want to invite you to the inaugural PHNX Tea Party. It's at four, it's, it's brought to you by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. The entire driving range. We've got it. We've rented it out. We're going to have a blast. It's going to feature the PHNX Suns Watch Party. Our, our hosts from the PHNX Suns podcast are going to be hanging out. There's going to be great food, good drinks, uh, great merch, contests, prizes, 45 bucks per person. But also you can save some money if you're a diehard. You can sign up to be a diehard today at gophnx.com. It's 36 bucks for you, $160 per foursome, 120 for diehards. Kids under 10, they uh, kids 10 and under play for free. They get the free youth clinic going on as well at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. For more info, of course, you can check us out on all our social channels. Of course, we got a link in the description. Check us out as well. If you're a part, if you already are a diehard, you can find your link for cheaper tickets in the Discord. Don't miss it. January 13th, the Suns are taking on the T-Wolves. We're going to watch that game. They're going to broadcast pre and post with the PHX Suns podcast. Join us then. You don't want to miss it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Arizona Cardinals are still playing games this year. They Meaningful, are. that's that's you know up for debate. But they did practice today. My guy, Bo Brock, <laughs> was at the Tempe facility talking to the new quarterback of this franchise, at least temporarily, Trace McSorley. How did old Trace look oh, today, man. Bo Brock? Well- we actually talked to Cliff first and like normally, you know, Kyler Murray every Wednesday would talk to the media. And then for one short week, it was Colt McCoy and Colt McCoy. Like we, we kind of felt like there's no way he's going Christmas. Cliff Kingsbury gave us this update on McCoy. Uh, still in the protocol, but feeling a lot better. He'll be out this week, um, but he definitely felt a lot better today, which was encouraging. 
So McCoy's feeling better, but there's just no chance. And Cliff even said earlier this week, like if he was cleared through protocol, he probably wasn't going to play. So that means Trace McSorley is up. And you, if you thought maybe like he had a start for the Ravens, that was all in preseason. It was all in preseason with the Arizona Cardinals. This will be Trace McSorley's first career NFL start on Sunday against seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. Now I asked Trace McSorley, you know, how does he feel that he's making his first start against the GOAT? Yeah, uh, definitely excited about that. Uh, he's the GOAT, uh, and there's no two ways to put that. But, you know, I just got to focus on what I can control. I'm, I'm going against their defense, not against him. Um, so that's kind of the way I try and look at it. But, uh, you know, it, it is cool to kind of look back and realize that, you know, starting against him the first time. It's cool, Johnny. You know it is cool. You know what else is cool? If you're pissed off about the Cardinals playing on Christmas Day, super cool. I guarantee you, after whatever they're about to trot out on Christmas Day, this is going to be the last time, at least in the short term, they get picked on Christmas Day. We've had back-to-back Christmas Day games last year. They took a big L. They wet the bet against Carson Wentz at home, a Carson Wentz-led Colts team that was terrible at the end of the year. And now they're going to have Trace McSorley on primetime against Tom Brady. God love the Arizona Cardinals, man. But I mean, for those of you who are like, yeah, I just would like my evening freed up, not the Cardinals playing on Christmas because when they're on prime time, it doesn't go well. Buckle up, friends. <laughs> Buckle up for Trace McSorley. And listen, I love Todd Bowles. I think he's probably in a little bit over his head this year. He's got the combative personality that is Tom Brady. Will he or won't he retire? The Tampa dynamic is interesting. There's so much of the Cardinals like prior Kime Wilkes era blueprint on that team with, of course, Jason Light. They've dabbled on a lot of the Cardinal ex Cardinals on their Super Bowl team. Daniel Buchanan was on that team. Kevin Minter, a bunch of the offensive linemen, and now it just feels like that run is over. And they could presumably win the NFC South, but yeah. they've tapped out. They sold their soul. They got their Super Bowl. Then they kind of drove Bruce Arians out, and so Todd unfortunately has to fall on the sword. I would love to see Todd Bowles back in Arizona next year, not as the head coach, but if they could somehow corral him if he does lose his job as the defensive coordinator. I think that that's something that, again, if Cliff Kingsbury were to keep his job and you want to sell the fan base on some change, Todd Bowles is beloved here. They had the best defense in the NFL in 2014. They had a defense that grossly overachieved with him as the defensive coordinator in 2013. So I, I think it would be a great homecoming for Bowles to come back next year. I just... Feels like ownership's going to go in a different direction next year. Yeah, I love what Blake says. Send some OGs to make it through this contest. Yeah, some OGs would absolutely help with that. Just pop it with the Yuletide cheer and then turn on the game at 6.15 on Christmas night to watch Trace McSorley take on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is a Cardinals team, even against a Russell Wilson-less Broncos team, was a get-right game. Even against that putrid offense, they were a get-right game, and they continue to be. I I don't have any doubts that this is going to be a get-right game for Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay offense. And poor, poor, poor Trace McSorley has now taken uh, away from Colt McCoy uh, having to fall on the sword for the final couple games here for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Tom Brady's 6-1 and against guys making their first 
NFL start. Now he's six and zero going into this season, and then Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers obliterated them and, and blew their doors off. So now he's six and one. He's looking for a little revenge there. Tom is probably not going to be hanging with the fam all day on on Christmas. He's going to be dialed in and he's going to be ready to kind of put up some points and have a season's worth of frustration to take out on Vance Joseph's defense. Are the Cardinals going to be able to field a competent team? We saw last week no Byron Murphy, no Antonio Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Are those guys any closer? And what about on the offensive side? Any chance Rodney Hudson plays again this year? No, I mean, well, I mean, Rodney Hudson was a guy that Cliff said a couple weeks ago there was a chance that he could come off the IR. There hasn't been any rumblings of that. Uh, Will Hernandez came back last week. Beecham, Calvin Beecham's dealing with kind of a knee and an ankle that he suffered on the Colt McCoy play. Um, he's kind of day to day. We'll see what happens with him in the right tackle spot. And then you've got uh, you've got as you mentioned Hamilton and Murphy and Wilson, a trio of cornerbacks, are all pretty much day to day. I would say you know according to Cliff earlier this week, Murph like there's really no chance he's going to play this week. It, it's I, I see people ask me all the time on Twitter, uh, you know, why haven't they IR'd him? I think they're trying to leave the door open. At this point, what's the point? If he can get out there in a contract year and perform and continue to put stuff on tape, uh, I think they want to give him that uh, that opportunity. I mean, he's not it really taking up a roster spot. They can elevate guys from the practice squad like Harrison and Whitaker. It feels like Byron Murphy's headed to a one-year contract with whoever Probably. signs him, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like he was trending toward the first quarter, three not three-fourths, but I mean, he's, he's been gone for six weeks. feels like he was trending toward, hey, you're going to get a nice contract, whether it be from Cardinals or somebody else, Cardinal fans, myself include. We can't let Byron Murphy go. He's playing good football to now. Will he come back? I think he will. I feel like, it, you know, whomever's coordinating this defense – local product, like trying to get him healthy. But man, this has just been brutal. Plus the end of last year he played, but he was really bad, especially in the red zone. He gave up a ton of touchdowns. I don't know. That's, that's one of the more demoralizing kind of sub stories. You think about the first three picks of the 2019 draft for the Cardinals all out right now. Kyler Torrey's ACL Byron's got an issue with his back. And then Zach Allen, who they said could play next week against Atlanta. He's got his hand in his cast. Like, Man, that draft class right now is not doing you any favors. Yeah, and one of those guys is the only one of those guys has an extension. Uh, and it's Kyler Murray. And you know, um, Allen is it the same thing? I don't think Allen has to do anything else this year to really prove that he deserves to get uh, a decent payday this offseason. And you hope how much that you from gonna pay him though? What's that? How much are you gonna pay him though? He's- I mean. I think he can get a, you know, it, it's probably gone down since he suffered another injury, and and that's kind of he's been off injured his his entire four year career. But you know, he showed when healthy, he can be he can be a guy that can be disruptive. He he looks a little bit like Watt as far as knocking passes down and and notching uh, sacks at a career best rate this season. So it might might have played into the favor of the Arizona Cardinals. You know, there's there's always the chance that like teams like Jacksonville last offseason it's going to be maybe the Bears this offseason where they just have too much money to spend and they mm-hmm. can overpay a player uh like they did Christian Kirk or uh could the Bears go out and get a guy like Murphy and, and add him to that defense as as part of their rebuild but you know, hopefully he 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 feels like he wants to stay here in the desert. We talked to Byron Murphy on draft night. He joined us on our show and said yeah. he wants to be here. So um, we hope that that's, he, he continues to stay in that mindset. But, 
you never know. I mean, with what how what things how things have gone down, I know that he's tried to come back. I mean, he trotted out onto the practice field a couple times, and then the very next day he was he was out again. And in backs, we all know if you ever had a back issue, it's not something that you just hey, I'm feeling good today. That means it's going to be I'm good going forward. It's there's yeah. they're so tricky. What's not tricky is mm-hmm. using the Game Time app right now. Okay, so. Hear me out, everybody. If you're trying to escape family, and a lot of us, you know, holidays, we like to get away from families, give them the old stiff arm, the old Chandler Jones stiff arm, and you're thinking to yourself, what can I do on the cheap? I'm in the Valley, game time app, Cardinals hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 60%, up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. Hell, it might even be more than that. I have checked over the course of the last couple of days. I haven't checked today on the old game time app. Tickets are sub 60 for a primetime game on Christmas Day. And I guarantee you wait to the last minute. You're I'm talking Friday, Saturday. I would have I would venture they could go little as 30, 40 bucks, maybe some standing room only action, just having a good time. State Farm Stadium. Shield your eyes when they're on offense with Trace McSorley. <laughs> but chance to see the GOAT in person, Tom Brady. Absolutely. All you got to do, click on the link in the show notes. We've had a ton of people reach out to us, say, hey Johnny, when just give you a heads up. I've I purchased from Game Time. Not only did I have a great experience, it's super easy to use. They don't charge all that garbage, service fees, third-party fees, hidden fees. They're up front, they're straight with you. And the best part is you can download the app and dabble whenever you want, not only for the NFL, but NBA concerts, right? I've got my eye on some Lizzo tickets with my wife come Ooh. May. But I told her I said I'm waiting to the last minute because that's how the beauty of game time works. Hammer that link. In the description below, you're not going to be sorry that you did, friends. Yeah, I'm looking right now at uh, some of the tickets. You can get them as low as fifty four dollars. Fifty four. Oh, so it's going down right we're now. Yeah. I think they said they were down twenty percent from week to week. Continue mm. to kind of just ride that out. Be confident that the Game Time app can save you up to sixty percent on game day. Also, be confident that uh, perfect stocking stuff for this year for your friends, twenty one family members, twenty one and over is OG's, ogsbrands.com. Check out their full range of fantastic products. You got the creams, you got the fruits, you got the ratio, the minis, and then you got the sleep edition that's going to help you as you worry about whether or not Michael Bidwell is going to write the right decisions with this team. Is Trace McSorley going to be, is he going to be okay playing behind this offensive line? The things that are keeping you up at night, Sleep Edition Gummy can put you fast asleep and keep you asleep, and it's delicious as well. It's got the aqua berry flavor. But if you're looking for a different experience, if you're looking to maybe get a little bit of energy, if you're looking to maybe chill out, OG's has something for everyone. Check out all their incredible products. As I said, OG'sBrands.com, and follow them on Instagram at OG'sBrands. Got to be 21 years or older. You can find them at your local dispensary. Three weeks away from Black Monday, January 9th. Listen, season finale in San Francisco. We're going to turn right around. And who knows what's going to happen with this team. We're on. Sean Payton watch here with the Arizona Cardinals until we're not. That's a rule of this show. If you're new to the programming, first of all, welcome. Like and subscribe. We're on (laughs) Sean Payton watch with the Arizona Cardinals here on PHNX Cardinals. We're driving this narrative until we cannot anymore. Until we get word that the Cardinals are either keeping Cliff going somewhere else, or Sean Payton's taking another job. And then, Bo, I got a request today from a couple people asking, what's going to go down with these coaching changes? So I thought it'd be a good time. Let's double down with our projections for vacancies this offseason. 
Can, we, can we see that Peyton graphic again? Look at this. As we sit a couple days away from Christmas, doesn't Sean Peyton look like a proud parent that got the, what the kid was asking for for Christmas? Doesn't he have that kind of like smirk on his face? Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a great dad. Look at what I did. I just got him the, the, the newest hoverboard or whatever the kids are in on these days. I like it. I was trying to impersonate him right now. You were. You were behind the graphics, so nobody saw that. But there he is. is. You know, I got him one of those. (laughs) What my my son likes to play Fall Guy. You know, one of those Roblox toys. You know, there you go. Chat. You don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm with it. I'm hip with it. Paw Patrol. Hell yes. Bubble Guppies. (laughs) Let's go. Let's get to some coaching vacancies. Tears 2.0. Let's talk about it. Matter of time. Again. We're going to update this week to week. If you missed it, check this out. Carolina, Indianapolis, gone. They've already gotten vacancies, and we do not think, pending something unforeseen, Wilkes and Jeff Saturday will be back. Cardinals are going to have to compete with them, potentially. How about the Denver Broncos that just lead an ass-kicking on the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, listen, they could keep Hack if they went out down the stretch, but you know who really knows? It feels like Hack it's going to be one and done. I've got our Redbirds in there. We've talked about them trending this way. And I think we're another loss away, Bo, from Lovey Smith being bumped up to matter of time. Don't you feel like that? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, one win this season, right? A win and a not tie. Great. No, it's not great. Yeah, one, t- one, twelve and one, winning just over ten percent of his games. That's just you can make the case to send him out of out of town. Um, you're rooting right for the for the Rams to to beat Denver this week. Well, Bo and I uh, have some disagreements here. Like, I want the Cardinals, of course, to pick as high as they can. Mm -hmm. But I also want to – the Cardinals deserve a fourth-place schedule. I'm sorry. We cannot allow Sean Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, which it sounds like Stafford's going to return, to have a fourth-place schedule next year. And if the Cardinals were to lose out – we're not rooting for that, but if it were to happen and the Rams were to win one more game, then the Cardinals would get a fourth-place schedule. But if both teams lose out, I I don't think – between the Rams and the Cardinals, they're going to go 0-6 in these next three mm-hmm. games. I think somebody's going to win a game. But and I, that would be helpful. I mean, right now when you look at – because they would play a team from the AFC South depending yeah. on where they fall in the standings. And if you can put the Houston Texans on your schedule for next season, you'll take that, right? Um, yep. and, and then uh, you, you would take on maybe a Falcons team. Falcons or Saints, I don't think it matters. Those are two interchangeable teams. But as it stands right now, the Cardinals would take on – the Saints and the Cardinals would take on the Packers and they would take on from the AFC South. They would take on the Indianapolis Colts as of right now. So you're going to have a pretty decent schedule uh, that's going to play in your favor, just depending on what, what you do roster wise next season. But as far as the opponents, there's, there's nobody that's like, Oh, we don't want to face them. But uh, look, I I completely agree with this. When, When we look at the vacancies, like, Sean Payton, the criteria that's being reported is he wants to be by by Los Angeles, right? And he wants an established quarterback. Um, Charlotte doesn't have either one of those. They they would probably be on a rookie unless they pull off a trade for a guy. And and Charlotte is about as far in the NFL as any any possible team could be from Los Angeles. The Colts, he doesn't want to go to Indianapolis and probably work for Ursay. And then, you know, Denver is I, I agree with what you're saying against Russell Wilson. I don't think he wants to take on a guy who's going to be approaching, you know, the wrong side of 30 uh, under that deal. Um, and then you look at the the teams underneath that. I think he he left New Orleans because I think that 
his tenure there had run its course and I don't think he'd want to return. And then Tampa, it, it would take them probably finding uh, the successor to Tom Brady to really um, speak to Sean Payton that he want to go live on the other side of the United States from California. Let's talk about those sleeper teams if we could. Let's yeah. leave the, this graphic up here. So it feels like the Rams are going to run it back at least one more year with McVay and Stafford. We don't have yeah. clarification on that from McVay's standpoint, but we would assume Stafford's coming back to play for McVay. So let's cross off the Rams, which is huge, right? Then you look at Atlanta. Does he want to go back in the NFC South? He doesn't have a quarterback. That team, I don't think, is ready to fire Arthur Smith just yet. I think they're going to give them him one more year. He's not going to go to Cleveland. I think Arthur Smith on. is a good coach, given what his rosters have looked like the I last think he's, Yeah, he's fine. That's why I yeah. put him under sleeper. Let's see what he does to the Cardinals in two weeks and can do us maybe some favors. Um, Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Browns, you think he wants to inherit that mess? I, I think Stefanski's a good coach. I'd be interested in Stefanski should the Browns fire him. Then you look at he's he's not going to want to fire or follow Belichick if Belichick steps down. The, these are the two big ones, the big boys, the Cowboys and the Chargers. Brandon, we're all Brandon Staley fans here. We should all root for Brandon Staley. We should all try to do what we can to celebrate Brandon Staley and his success this year. Because if the Chargers succeed, then I then that that job's not opening up. If the Dallas Cowboys succeed in a brutally embarrassing playoff scene, that's that's got Brock Purdy and Kirk Cousins and maybe Gardner Minshew, like Cowboys are going to be fine. It's lining up. I think we're we're trending toward. We take the graphic off. We're trending toward. I believe Bo either the Cardinals or he stays in broadcasting. I, yeah. I'm I'm almost ready to say that. And that almost could be worse for Michael Bidwell because then Sean Payton really did say, I am not interested in what you have to Michael Bidwell. I would rather stay in broadcasting because in de facto, I'm waiting for the right scenario. This isn't it. That's a that's a really bad place to be. You, If yeah. you're Michael Bidwell, you would almost rather him get it hired by somebody else in this coaching cycle, lose out to him, say, oh, man, we were right there. We got second place. But if he yeah. picks going back to the broadcast booth with Fox Sports and company, instead of taking on your franchise and your money, that's yeah. a horrible look that I, I'm sure they want to try to avoid. And here's a great way to avoid it, Michael. Pay him. Pay him more money than you've ever paid a head coach and make him say yes. Well, let me ask you this. Who's in a bigger indictment on? Is it a bigger indictment on the organization as a whole or who's who's under contract as their quarterback for the foreseeable future? Organiza organization as a whole. Organization. Because Kyler Murray is, when he's healthy and playing, is very capable. And I mean, like, Sean Payton talked himself into Jameis. Sean Payton wanted Jameis. And Kyler Murray is exponentially more talented and I think has proven a hell of a lot more than Jameis Winston has. Yeah, I, I to me it's organizational control. It's how much money he makes. I think it's staying on the West Coast. It's staying in the NFC in a diminishing division. Cardinals again. Every, no one wants to admit this. National media on the old Twitter streets. They should check all the boxes. And I don't give yeah. two fucks about people who say <laughs> he's not complimentary of them. He's wishy washy on Colin Cowherd's show. If I'm Sean Payton, I don't have to campaign to anybody. And if right. anything, I use that as a negotiation ploy to say, yeah, I'm not in love with your team. Make me fall in love. Give me more money. Give me more right. power. Then I'll take your job. But if he's gushing about the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell's going to have a false sense of security. Like, okay, I paid Cliff Kingsbury $5 million. Here's $8 million, Sean. No, no, no. That's not how we do business here. I'm a right. big boy Super Bowl winning head coach. 
Well, and also nobody should be complimentary of this franchise right now, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you want to angle for for change in in this organization. Like you shouldn't say, "Oh, I mean, even if he wanted his job to sit there and just kind of spit shine this turd, that yeah. that would be the wrong move, completely wrong move." Because then, because then Michael Bidwell sitting there like, "Yeah, we're not that bad. See, like we were able to get Sean Payton." But I mean, if if he were to say, if 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 Michael Bidwell picks up the phone and calls Sean Payton and Sean Payton says, ah, man, no, that's not necessary. Don't fire up the, the PJ. You don't need to fly out to LA. I'm going to, I'm going to, st- I like my job at Fox, you know, being as, as, as kind as possible because of the, when he was a ball boy back for the Cardinals back in, in the eighties, like I, 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 that would be, you would hope that Michael Bidwell would realize that that is a, the biggest shot across the bow as far as where this organization truly stands in the landscape of the NFL and that they got massive problems. If, if a coach looks at it and, and sees the, the, the roster, the top players, including t- Kyler Murray, and just smells the dysfunction, is just like, thanks, but no thanks. That is horrible for this organization. Didn't Dan Quinn just do that last offseason? He he passed on either the Jaguars job, the Broncos job. I think it was the Jags job where Dan Quinn saw Trent Baalke as the GM, even with Trevor Lawrence, and you could say even with Kyler Murray, and said, I don't want the stank of your franchise on me. I'm yeah. going to wait out McCarthy. I'm going to wait out this hiring cycle. Because remember, he was a hot prospect. Everybody just assumed Dan Quinn's going to take a head coaching job in the next you know offseason, and he didn't. He said, no yeah. thanks. He pulled his name out. And that was that was an indictment that made ownership in Jack in Jacksonville say we got to get Doug Peterson. We got to pay Doug Peterson a bunch of money to come here. Yeah. And he's got the resume. Like if if you're Michael Bidwell, because it'll get out like there's there's too many people covering this league now. National perspective and shit. If we hear anything, we'll, we'll let you know. But if if something were to happen and Sean Payton says no to this franchise, everybody's going to know. Right. So they can't spin it any other way. They just say, hey, yeah. Sean Payton, did Michael Bidwell reached out to see if he'd be interested, and he said no. And then you're going to have to January go for, 9th comes, for that. If January 9th comes and they fire Cliff, and then it, it's it's your boy saying that he's got a big date with the prettiest girl in school, and you say what happened, and it never you guys never went out, like that's what it's going to be. I mean, it, it something happened. Like it, it either A, was never going to happen to start with, or B, he didn't he was never interested. Don't you think? And, and that's... That's just as big of any. I mean, of of course you have you better have your plan B already. Like right now, he better be working on. Hey, here's my here's my plan A. It's Sean Payton, and then plan B. It's it's D'Amico Ryan. It's Ben Johnson, the OC with the with the Lions, or you know whoever it may be. Uh, but you you better have a pretty short list that that you're ready to move on. If Sean Payton's just like, look, I just there's just too much going on here. I, I, I this is this is not what I want to bite off right now for my career after retiring from the saints and then having a pretty nice year as a broadcaster and everybody coveting me as their next head coach. There's just so many parallels to the saints job that he took over in the Cardinals job outside of the Katrina aspect, but the saints were the Aints. They had a quarterback that they signed with Sean Payton in the fold that a lot of people thought was damaged goods, but the difference is Sean Payton wasn't who Sean Payton has become and he's got options and he can afford to be particular. Um, And so we're just going to have to see what Michael Bidwell opts to do, what he opts to gamble with his money. You can gamble with your funds right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Guess what, friends? $150 in free bets if they do. We got a couple stankers this weekend. Go check out who the Bills and the Chiefs play this weekend. Tell me that you wouldn't lay five bucks, not on the spread, but the money line for a chance. I think a, almost a surefire lock chance to get $150 in free bets. Again, friends, that's only at DraftKings. That's only with promo code PHNX with PHNX here. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for it. Details, Bo. Yeah, I want to answer Arizona Animals. You know, GM hiring will tell us all question or statement in the chat here in a bit. But also, I got to tell you about Octane Raceway and Mavericks. We had an awesome time. The PHNX crew over at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. We were getting ourselves around the, the track. Some of us quicker than others. <clears throat> Johnny and, and Frank Sanders was actually the 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 top racer out there on the go track uh go-kart track but full service food and drink menu i heard that their menu is has been retooled it's in an unbelievable spot right now and they have the best food and drink out there uh full-time indoor outdoor track in the u.s 22 bowling lanes 85 arcade games the -the state-of-the-art laser tag arena billiard Billiard tables, dozens of 4K TVs. So if you want to go watch the game there while your kids race around the track or play games, definitely get in on it. And those daily specials are going on. It's a Wednesday. Right now they got winning Wednesday, half-price arcade games all day. Go check it out. Our friends over at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. To the PHNX family, tell them that we sent you there. You've seen our the fun our crew has had. Go have some fun of your own. Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Great time to get a gift card there as well uh send your family and friends there have a blast just feels like we had a blast by the way octane raceway it feels like we're on the precipice of a monumental shift in power here in the valley with valley sports specifically with the phoenix suns and now the arizona cardinals steve kime supposedly leaving the franchise if he hasn't already it's a done deal especially if you've got ron wolfley out there telling people he's gone oh oh <laughs> we love wolfley we've tried to get him on the show hopefully down the line we can get wolf on the show but adrian wilson quentin harris external there's gonna be somebody new picking the players come do next you, march and april with, with arizona animal saying in the chat you know gm hiring will tell all do you think that this especially with a guy like sean payton out there as maybe the top target do you wait do you wait till you have the conversation with Peyton? If he is interested, you let him tab a guy, or is yep. it more important to have a GM in place before you talk to Peyton? What is preventing me, if I'm Michael Bidwell, from sh- talking to Sean Peyton right now? Um, is there I, I don't think there's any tampering. I don't, I don't think there's any tampering. I, so I, presumably, presumably, we should have our answer on Sean Peyton now or in the next couple of weeks. That Unless violates Sean probably like, a bunch of the rules as far as the NFL goes. Like so? the, the Rooney like rule, can't. obviously, you can't have a guy and, and then True. Yeah, 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 interviewed sure. anybody. But I get oh, what you're saying. Let's not you're be gonna, If he has interest, it. interest to the fact that we're going to interview him after the season, I, I would say if you're rooting for Cliff Kingsbury to no longer be with this franchise as its head coach, you should be rooting for them to look and hire an external candidate general manager. I think the best course of action if for Cliff Kingsbury to return, if you're a supporter of Cliff, is for one of these two internals to be hired and promoted right after the end of the season, that Monday. We're going to get a notice from somebody on Twitter 
Monday, January 9th, or hell, maybe Sunday night he gets fired. But that's not, Bidwell usually waits till the last minute to do anything. I would say we're going to get up, we're going to have a discussion Monday, January 9th about either Cliff Kingsbury being retained in combination with Quinton or Adrian being promoted, or that Cliff Kingsbury has been fired and the GM search and the head coaching search is ongoing and Bidwell will have a individual singular press conference, something he hasn't done since January of 2013. I, I don't think there's a scenario in which Kingsbury is retained. I'm going to go start my GM search right now. I tell me if tell me if you could see that happening, Bo. I can't. No, uh, yeah, I don't either. I mean, you're, you're kind of letting Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris have these next couple of weeks, and I'm sure you're you're kind of interviewing them for the most part on a daily basis, which is there's advantage there, obviously, if you're Bidwell and, and th- seeking you know what the future of you know, front off office leadership looks like, you know, c- can they fill that? Uh, and I know it's just like minor moves. Obviously you're seeking out a, a backup quarterback at this point and they pivoted from Carson strong to James Morgan. And these aren't like, you know, going to bolster the Cardinals roster to whether you know, win a couple of these games down the stretch, but you just kind of see how they talk to players. They talk to, they work in concert with the coaching staff and then what their vision is, beyond this season and then truly have that that interview uh after this is all said and done once they get out of this just awful season and, and kind of put to bed 2022 and, and move on to 2023 but yeah i, I think that uh yeah it, it's not completely I, I agree with what you're saying and i don't see any any issue with that jalen in the chat how could the gm search and then let the gm decide whether or not the new gm wants to keep cliff <laughs> uh, I would assume that there is a provision with Michael Bidwell that, hey, Quentin, hey, Adrian, I'm going to promote you, but you have to keep Cliff Kingsbury. And that's the end of the conversation. No, um, I don't know. I, I think that he probably wants their honest opinion. Uh, you would hope, right? And, and I think that getting back to our very first topic of this show with, with the new ownership with the Suns, right? And, and you hope that this guy sounds like he's, he's obviously ultra competitive, ultra successful, and that he's going to bring the same type of leadership that he has with his mortgage lending company that he, he's going to bring to the NBA and how the Suns run their franchise. Uh, that, you know, Michael Bidwell sees that. And what, what the Suns ownership can do is empower their employees, empower the people that they've delegated to be, uh, leading their front offices, leading their their coaching staffs, and in, in leading the the player group, um, that you know Bidwell seeks out the right people for these positions. GM, head coach, empowers them and delegates them to do their job and doesn't meddle. Right? We've heard he watches uh, he watches tape with Cliff and, and Vance. You hope that like as far as decisions on this roster and stuff. Whoever is the GM is gets to make those decisions. The GM gets to make the decision as far as the head coach. That that has to be. He has to separate himself from it. Like being the owner, he's not the GM because that that it's disastrous if it's. And there there have been rumors that that's the case, and you just hope those aren't true because that it becomes a much larger problem uh, for this organization. Jalen, it'll be interesting because in one of the flight plan episodes, it was revealed that Adub had a big hand in hiring Cliff. I hadn't heard that. Um, I listen. I I think the Cardinals, when they initially hired Cliff Kingsbury, they were talking to Adam Gase too. They were just trying to go so far the opposite end of the spectrum from Steve Wilkes, and they wanted their own Sean McVay. I mean, that's that's what it came down to: to either elevate Josh Rosen or to take Kyler Murray. But I, I AZ cards, I'm with you. They need to hire a hard ass 
not somebody soft like Cliff. This this team, this franchise is soft. You, you can't expect things to change if you keep doing the same thing. How much, Bo? This is something we haven't gotten into. I, I know we're 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 over an hour. I think everybody, 153 people hanging out on a Wednesday. Hey, good news for you. This is one of two shows we're going to do today. Smash that like button. Uh, get us to 100 likes. Uh, we're going to party post hard knocks tonight. But, Bo, <laughs> let me ask you this. Um, how much do you think these last three games affect Cliff Kingsbury's job security, if at all? I I don't think they impact whether or not uh, that's really unfortunate. That's really unfortunate because if I'm if I'm Michael Bidwell and I I watch this team be embarrassed on Christmas Day, am I just going to blame it on injuries? Should I just is that no. a, is that a cop out answer? No, I, what I, they, I think I think there's there's enough on tape right now, you know, on the field on in hard knocks and what's shown and what wasn't isn't shown uh, as far as how this team operated in the off season and training camp and preseason uh, and, and struggled, you know, from start to finish on and off the field. I, I think that there's enough there to where you either buy into, you know, the belief that he was, he didn't have a shot from the very beginning or that, you know, uh, it, he's, he's a big part of the blame for why things didn't go right there. They would be, if they lose out, which I, all of us feel like that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, they'll have lost seven straight games. They'll have one home win in almost two. It'll be 18, 19 months by the time next season kicks off. They'll have a point differential, you would assume, approaching minus 100. And again, I know who they're starting a quarterback, but. But the, what, those, what those happened? Are what they, they are. compete and contend with Tampa on Christmas. I mean, Tampa struggled in their own right. They play Atlanta. It's a winnable game. Like what I'm saying is. They could go three and zero down the stretch. If I'm Michael Bidwell, I, I that doesn't that doesn't oh, they, move they go they me. go three they go three and zero. He's keeping his job. I I believe that hundred percent. They go seven and ten. Yeah, they go through. They somehow win these next three games because for Michael, you can say, well, my messaging, meaning Cliff's messaging, is superseding or overcoming the injuries we're having. Guys are responding to me still. What does that say about Cliff Kingsbury, the leader? We're overcoming adversity. I don't have my quarterback and a bunch of my star players. We're still winning games. They were That's eliminated. What- They've been eliminated. Like I think the the line starts like pre-elimination and post-elimination. Like at this point, but see that's the line of over. competition and and what we value as success and what the Cardinals value as success. And that's where we started this show off. Was the Suns have a level where they're changing ownership? Their their bar is a championship. The Cardinals bar, is it a championship or is it just we're, we're trying to be competitive? We're going to make excuses and we're going to we're going to be status quo. Because I, I think if they're competitive and they win a couple of these games, it increases the chances of Cliff Kingsbury coming back. Where I disagree with you, Bo, is if this gets even more because last night that's embarrassing last Sunday, what happened in Denver? Mm-hmm. And I know they were winning with Colt McCoy, but they were winning six to three. They got run on by Latavius Murray and they lost to Brett Ripken and Mac Jones back to back weeks. If they lose out and they have just a horrendous point differential and they lose seven straight games, I don't think we'll have any issue with Cliff Kingsbury and being let go on Monday, January 9th. I I don't see any scenario in which he he would be able to be brought back. How could you how could you face your fan base, have that conversation with them and expect them to take you seriously? You asked me the other day, Bo asked me off air, have we have we thought of a situation in which a head coach was basically fired in early October. He was the favorite to be fired next in early October by a bunch of the the sports books. 
and then somehow kept his job without winning. <laughs> somehow, somehow got to January and he was just still magically employed. Have we ever found that's that <laughs> that outlier? I can't think of any. I really can't. Like where there was just such an overwhelming out outpouring from the fan base that did not want to see somebody return. Actually, like return. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like that that hasn't happened. Like when was the? I can't think of when that's happened. Like, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> like anybody's had that maniacal laugh, you know, to to the fan base. Like, see, you can't. Maybe like no. Not that it's with the you know his the stats that go against it with the one win at home and and what five and uh, fourteen over the last nineteen games like maybe it was somebody like an Aaron Boone with the Yankees or whatever but they went to the postseason and stuff at least there was a difference there and people hated you know him just as the coach but I can't think of anybody who it was just you know, especially at the end of the season we know what Cliff Kingsbury is. it's undeniable. Cliff at the end of the seasons can't win football games. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, we're going to bring him back and just continue to uh, to, to push in, in the definition of insanity here and continue to do the same thing over and over you're gonna again. You're going to have to play games results. if you're Cliff without Kyler Murray to start next year for maybe right. two months. Right. Yeah, a guy Michael who's Bidmo proven that to... without, without being dealt pocket aces and then the flop having two more aces in it, uh, not being able to compete with with a winning hand, I I think that yeah I think he's proven to to you and I to the fan base they know that and that's why it'd be such a tough sell, uh you know from here going on forward you would have to tell your fan base that you're gonna have to start a, a backup or backup to a backup to begin next year and you're Cliff Kingsbury and he'll he'll guide us through that he had COVID yeah. once and we won in Cleveland remember that guys. <laughs> Cardinals didn't get pocket aces this year. They got what's what's a bad Texas hold'em hand like Devin Offsuit. That was the that's the hand they were dealt this season. Hammer at home. Hammer home gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Diehard at gophnx.com. What does that entail, friends and family? Well, 20% off all merchandise exclusive membership discord, where when the party's over on PHNX Cardinals, come hang out and yell at Bo and I. We'll have good group therapy about the Arizona Cardinals. We can get discounts to our exclusive events you can get discounts up and down go phnx.com unlock every article including the many workings of our guy howard balzer who's got a banger of an article right now up smash that promo code howard h-o-w-a-r-t cop some gear from the phnx merchandise locker like this hat this hollywood hills t-shirt bows rep in the hat and guess what if you sign up for a diehard membership bam you get one for free every year it's not a one-off you get a hat and or t-shirt every year you're a diehard it's the best deal in the Valley. But if you didn't know this, go to gophnx.com. 90 plus percent of the articles you find, they're unlocked, they're free, they're ready to rock and roll. Our guy Howard, keeping it real. Oh man, I loved his piece the other day on the Kime Sean Kugler debacle that really we haven't gotten answers to. But hey, maybe we'll get answers about some stuff tonight on Hard Rocks. Was what that think, where bro? he was being a fuddy duddy? Is that where he asked people to not call him a fuddy duddy? Yeah, oh, it, it is a great uh, take on it. And it's not one that you're going to see. Uh, on Twitter, and it's not one you're going to read on NFL.com or ESPN.com. You're only going to read it at gophnx.com. Tonight, it's Hard Knocks. What is it, week six of Hard Knocks? And being down to the quarterback's third, uh, you know, their third stringer and having uh, such an injury-depleted roster and them being 4-10 and 
I think it's turning into a baking show. I believe that uh, the, the highlight of tonight's show, Lecky Foto, is going to make pancakes. And it's going to astound you, I think, how he actually bakes the pancakes. Stop, and, stop. I don't know. I'm, I'm not into anything you're saying. Um, <laughs> if you're into what we're saying, we've got Hard Knocks after dark tonight, 9 p.m., immediately following the airing of Hard Knocks. It's not TV, it's HBO, or maybe, just maybe, it's public access. We don't know for certain, but what we've seen from Hard Knocks this year, sad and laughable on a couple different levels, but hell, we're having a good time watching it. We're having a great time hanging out with all of you. Smash that like button, subscribe to PHNX Sports on the old YouTube. Got a couple pretty big announcements here in the coming days, Bo Brock, pertaining to PHNX Cardinals that you want to stick around for. And listen, buckle up. This season, it's been a nightmare but the Cardinals, PHNX Cardinals, that is, is ready to take you into the offseason and be with you there every step of the day. Bo Brock and I are going to be on Radio Row, hopefully interviewing a new head coach and new GM for this franchise. We're going to be at the NFL Combine. My guy Bo is going to be at the Senior Bowl. We got our imprint. We got our fingerprints over everything, and we want you guys to come on this ride with us. We're so grateful of all the support that you guys have given us over the course of this year. So for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you in a few hours. Have a good one.